The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall force thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 56 Be merciful unto me, O God, for man goeth about to devour me. He is daily fighting and troubling me. Mine enemies are daily at hand to swallow me up. For they may they be many that fight against me, O thou most highest. Nevertheless, though I am sometime afraid, yet put I my trust in thee. I will praise God because of his word. I have put my trust in God, and will not fear what flesh can do unto me. They daily mistake my words. All that they imagine is to do me evil. They hold all together, and keep themselves close, and mark my steps, when they lay wait for my soul. Shall they escape for the, their wickedness? Thou, O God, in thy displeasure, shall cast them down. Thou tellest my wanderings, put my tears into thy bottle. Are not those things noted in thy book? Whensoever I call upon thee, then shall mine enemies be put to flight. This I know, for God is on my side. In God's word will I rejoice, in, in the Lord's word will I comfort me. Yea, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Unto thee, O God, will I pay my vows. Unto thee will I give thanks. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, and my feet from falling that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 21st verse of the 25th chapter of the book of Genesis. 
Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah his wife conceived. But the children struggled within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb, two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. And when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over, so they called his name Esau. Afterward his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when she bore them. And the boys grew. And Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man, dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked a stew. And Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I am about to die, so what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, Swear to me as of this day. So, she swore, so he swore to him, and so he sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank and arose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwells between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twelfth verse of the sixth chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Foods for the stomach and the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Certainly not. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her, for the two, he says, shall become one flesh. 
but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were brought, bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant. Perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. <clears throat> I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not the Holy Spirit from us. Mighty <clears throat> God, who seest that we have no power of ourselves to help ourselves, keep us both outwardly in our bodies and inwardly in our souls, that we may be defended from all adversities which may happen to the body, and from all evil thoughts which may assault and hurt the soul through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, 
and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent. Create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, we surely trusting in thy defense, and not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We have a theme in the lesson from Genesis this morning that prevails uh, throughout Genesis, that the chosen line only is continued by God's sort of miraculous intervention. Um, <clears throat> Rebecca cannot conceive, Isaac prays, and God causes a miraculous birth, the kind of, you know, uh, distant foreshadowing of, of, of the incarnation or the, even the Annunciation in the New Testament. Um, and then, um, and even then beyond that, uh, that, that when there's a, Rebecca feels the children wrestling in her womb and prays, uh, God reveals to her that this is a this is prefiguring a a, uh, a a future ongoing feud between two peoples, and that the 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 older will serve the younger, and this comes out in the New Testament and in the in the biblical story as sort of the the, the doctrine of God's election and choice that um, He is establishing. Um, uh, Jacob as the chosen one before Jacob's done anything, uh, but, and and this is the idea that 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 God's call is based on His call, and in the subsequent narrative we see that Esau um, makes a decision to opt out of his firstborn status, a decision that kind of can be seen as like going for the flesh, you know, desiring. The, the, the stew and giving and, and surrendering the long-term benefit for the short-term, a theme that comes up in the temptation of Jesus. But the choice of Jacob over Esau is made before that. So you have this sort of timeless tension that's worked out in the Bible between, you know, election, predestination, and human choice and how the two come together. You know, you could make the argument that, well, God chose Jacob because he would have faith. Well, we follow the Jacob story. He he's got some issues too, and the whole way that he um, connives against his brother here in this story will play out in the way he himself will be subject to conniving at the at the hand of his um, uncle Laban when he gets to to later on in the narrative. And it it shows something that's very important about uh, the biblical narrative that God works out his purposes through the the sort of ambiguities of real life. The patriarchal narratives are not neat and clean, but God accomplishes his will through them <clears throat> in the same way that our own lives are not neat and clean, but God works in our lives to accomplish his will. There's one particular uh, other point to highlight in connection to the New Testament lesson where St. Paul's talking about immorality and 
you were bought with a price, glorify God in your body. And it's the logic of of morality that is often misunderstood biblically that, um, you know, and I would say that most, you know, morality as we typically understand it as well, you know, God tells you to do these things and you better do them or God's going to punish you. You're going to get, you know, bad consequences. And, and so you think that it, and, but that's not really what the biblical logic is. The biblical logic really flows out of the Genesis narrative. God calls his people, uh, cho- chose Jacob, and he's going to he's going to work and call Jacob and his descendants, and he's going to eventually uh, bring them the descendants to to Mount Sinai. He's going to give them the moral law, the the Torah, which wasn't really the moral law yet; it was just the instruction. And in other words, so here's the logic: is you, I've chosen you to be my people, and set you apart. And now here's how you're supposed to live. Um, and, and that that's this is how my people live. You're called to live this way as my people. And this is the same logic that St. Paul is bringing out in Corinthians, where uh, we've been called by Christ, called to faith, baptized into him. And in the lesson we had yesterday, before we came to faith, he talks about all the behavior the Corinthians were involved in. And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were cleansed, you were you were sanctified. Now, because Christ has called you, this is how you're called to live. Because in the body, we're to glorify the God who saved us and called us. And of course, there's the implication that if we don't do that, there are consequences. But that's not the prime motive. The prime motive of morality is to is to serve the God who's called us. And then the, the reality of the Christian life is that it won't ever work to not do that. Things that might have worked out when you were apart from Christ, just don't work in Christ. And so we're called to, to, to fully enter into life in the God who has called us and chosen us. And that's the logic of, 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 of sort of morality that prevails throughout the New Testament. It's always God has done this. Christ has done this for you. Now he calls you to live this way. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state. It may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and happy issued out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks. 
for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace, for the hope of glory. We beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who by thy Son Jesus Christ did give commandment to the apostles that they should go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, Grant to us whom thou hast called into thy church a ready will to obey thy word, and fill us with a hearty desire to make thy way known unto, upon earth, thy saving health among all nations, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Chris, Jack and Joel for reading and responding this morning. Thank you, Bishop, for your meditation. Thank you all for being here. Hope you have a wonderful Wednesday. Thank you. Thank you, Deacon Andrew. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day. Have a great day, everybody. Bye, kids. Bye, Thank kiddos. You. <laughs> Thank you, everybody.